Hello and welcome to Awake to Freedom. A little rush in the background for all of us today. It is July 5th, 2019 for all you people that take tell time. I feel like I want to start singing this. Anyways, we're going to continue with the homeless uh, talk today in America. And today we're going to have Joaquin on the show again uh, for his perspective on it kind of hard to sing along with the music today, but I'm digging it. Anyways, welcome to Awake to Freedom. Enjoy today's show. It's the homeless crisis. It's, I don't want to, I'm not going to call it a crisis. It's, it's, it's the homeless in America. What should not be. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. So enjoy today's show. How are you? Hello. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy doing well. Happy Fifth of July to you, my friend. Um, will you let me know if my voice is echoing so I don't? I, the, the, yeah, the minute I hear it, I'll let you know. Cool. So what we've been talking about, everybody, is uh, homelessness here. And of course, today Joaquin's gonna uh, is on the show, and he wants. We're, we're going to talk a little bit about homelessness as well. Uh, we talked a little bit this morning, but Joaquin, I'm going to go ahead and let you start. You kind of heard the show last year, just or last week, you know. Yep. I just, you know, I want more people to realize the loving factor that there's the human element to it and right. all the elements to it. And I think you can uh, share well, that sure. beautifully. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is an element of homelessness that many people are missing, which is that these people are, are people. It's not a number. It's not a group of people. It's not... Um, a club, it's not an organization. It's not something you could put a label on, like a vagrant or a bomb or a or a miscreant, and and just let it and let it go at that. The reality is, these are people with beating hearts and blood coursing through their veins, just like you and I, and they deserve the same respect that that anybody else does, than than the millionaire, than the billionaire. They 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 do they do deserve that absolutely. No matter what mistakes they've made in their lives, no matter what. Um, events have happened that have put them on the streets. The reality is they deserve respect and they don't deserve to be judged and put down. Right. Um, there, there needs to be more love in this, in this perspective towards homeless people. And if there is more love, the magic of that is, is that there becomes more money and more, yeah. and more, more of a foundation for, for these people to get off the streets. But without love in your heart, if you're not looking at this issue with love in your heart, nothing will ever change. They'll always just be the people on the street. They'll be they'll be separate from you, and they'll be different than you, and they'll be judged by people, and they'll be labeled by people. The reality of it is, is that does nothing to solve a problem. No, no. And it, the one thing I've learned in this awakening process is the only way, there's only two ways we can heal, and that's telling yourself the truth and telling people that you love the truth and with love. And the reality is that there's a really big truth with this homeless situation, and there's a lack of love. I mean, that's why there is what there is. That's why these people are where they're at, destitute, dying on the streets, pooping on people's doorways, pissing in the streets, drug addicted, alcohol, all kinds of things, and it's simply because because they haven't been shown enough truth by the world and they haven't been given enough love by the world. And that's what they need. Right. Now, right. This, is not, this is not coddling or enablement. This isn't just uh, 
some reach down and pick up somebody from the That's not what this is about. The reality of this is, is that these people have had experiences in their life, whatever they may be, okay? And we've talked about this on the show before. It could be a, a spouse dying yeah. that, was, that was the breadwinner. It could be spending four years in Iraq and seeing people's head cut off. It could be um, spending time in Vietnam. And, and, and being subjected to Agent Orange and all these things, and it could be messing up your mental capability to be able to, to connect to a life that is more sound, you know, more health-driven, more joy-driven, because they, they don't have the capability to be able to see that because they're caught up in their own pain. And the only, and, and, and the only way we can help is to reach out and, and grab them by the hand and say, hey, we understand. We've also suffered, and we'd like to help in whatever way we can. And, yes, it's got to be political, and, yes, it's got to be organizational, and, yes, it's got to be en masse, because otherwise it's not going to change. You and I giving somebody 10 bucks isn't going to change a homeless problem. No, but it changes the heart. It changes the heart. You know, the acts of kindness and the kindness will all build up, though. Of course, and that's why I'm saying we should not do that. But I'm saying when I'm talking about the actual oh. issue of homelessness, no, God, no. that's not going to change it unless everybody, everybody adapts the perspective of these are people too. Right. They're not just something I could slap a label on and just not think about anymore. It's too broad of an issue. There's 600,000 homeless people in the United States. I live in a city where there's fucking over a hundred million, buck, or I mean, a hundred thousand homeless people, and probably a lot more than that. Probably, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, those are, you know, they're oh, minimal yeah. estimates, very minimal estimates. Yeah, I mean, and you, and Austin, and all these major big cities are all facing these dilemmas. Right, uh, and and the the majority of these people that I see, Eric, now. There's exceptions to everything. I, I, I see a lot of them. And like what you said, there's a homeless problem in my city just the way there is in yours. Yeah. And a lot of these people that are on the streets are, are mentally ill, bro. They're mentally ill. They should not oh, yeah. be on the street. They shouldn't even be on the street. No. They shouldn't be there. They should be getting help in facilities. They should be on medication. They should be getting therapy and, and, and psychotherapy to try to go rehabilitate whatever the rehabilitative path is. That's what the path they need to be on, not grabbing a fucking blanket by 7-Eleven and sleeping in a bush. That's fucking retarded. Right. There's no reason with the amount of fucking resources we have in this country that we can't find the minimal amount of money that we need to find to help these people get the rehab that they need to become just at least safe, at least safe, Right. Because being on being on the streets mentally ill is not safe. It's not safe for other people, and it's not safe for them. So oh if if we want safety and we want to escape fear and we don't want to, you know, feel threatened, then we need to be able to, again, in mass, collectively, as a society, as a community, as a as a country, be able to do something more substantial for these people, because it's not being done. It's not being done. And the reason it's not being done is because funds are channeled to other things that are right. completely unnecessary. Well, I mean, what, what I see now in my city. You're, you're breaking up. You're breaking up, brother. 
breaking up. Yeah, you're still breaking up. Oh, Any better now? No, that sounds phenomenal. Now? Yeah, really good. Really okay. good. I mean, what I was what I, what I was basically going to say, you know, is um, well, I kind of forgot what I was going to say, Joaquin. Well, that happened when we. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. What I was going to say is Austin is a relatively small town. It's always been a little hippie town, a liberal town, be it whatever you want to call in Texas. Right. Which now it's growing at an incredible rate, and it's growing. And what a lot of people are are kind of upset with here in Austin is the fact that now it's it's turning into major cities. They're they're going for the almighty dollar. Right, right. The homeless – the homelessness has just, in the last two, three years, has just gone incredibly crazy because it's right. this thing of haves and have not, you know. Of course. The city taxes are You're really, really breaking up, bro. There's, I can't hear you at all. Nope, still bad. Wow. Yeah, well, now I heard wow. That's good. That sounded good. How about that? Now that sounds a little better. Okay. But I think what we're getting into the uh, dynamics of money now and stuff is becoming a problem with. Of course it is, and and again, this is a many faceted issue. This is not just there's not just one one reason why this is happening. There's thousands of factors involved in this. Okay. But I believe that. Do you I, believe? But I, yeah. Well, I, I, go ahead. Do you think it's the mentality of people in cities now? People are just becoming more and more consumed and the have and have and better and better and build more and more and more, and they don't give a fuck who they leave behind? Um, yes, I think there's an element to that. I don't think that, that that is a broad stroke. I don't think everybody feels like that, but I think that there is that, of course. And then I think one of the main things that you got to focus on when we talk about uh, the, 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 the population of the homeless increasing not from the mentally ill, not from the war veterans coming back, but from just people on the street, sometimes families, is the fact that they can't afford to live in that city. They just can't afford it. They can't afford it. Even with a job, they can't afford it. If you work at Walmart and make 11 bucks an hour, you can't afford to live in an $1,800 apartment. You can't do that. It's impossible. It's absolutely impossible for you to do that. You can't do it. You don't even bring home enough to pay rent, let alone eat. Okay, so there's the problem. So what do you do with that problem? Do you just say, well, these people are stupid. They should have went to college. <laughs> or, well, you know, well, they should have done something different so they don't have to work at Walmart. Well, then you well, can't go to Walmart anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what the news will tell you. you know, of course. You should, you should Yeah. But the reality yeah. of it is is there are people who have had rough lives. There are people that struggled in their lives finding themselves. And sometimes it led into their adulthood. And so the things that they can do now just to be able to eat, just to be able to survive another day, may not pay enough money to get that apartment or that roof over their head. So that leaves them on the street. Yeah. And the reality of that is, is that the money that we need to survive on and the minimum wage is not even close to being lined up. It's not even close. It's not even close. You've got to make, what am I reading articles where you have to make now? you know, $105,000 a year just to be able to afford to live. Um, that's insane when you're talking 11 bucks an hour at Walmart, right? right, right. That's, that's, that's like a, a one-sixth of what you would need to be able to even just live in a city. Are you there? 
Yeah, that's fine. That's we just got cut out there, but we I got know. it to we it, we it, it ended at a perfect part, so it's cool. Yes, we cannot. You know, you and me grew up in Southern California, middle class. I guess you'd say whatever back then. Right. But as we got older, I mean, to be honest, in my profession, cleaning swimming pools and things like that, but still working hard, forty, fifty hours a week. I right. never could think about buying a home in Southern California. No, no way. No. Absolutely not. Nope. I knew that I would have to move out of the state or way into the desert to ever be able to afford a home. Right. That's that's not to me. That's not you know. That's not right. You know. No. No, it's not. Um, that's not the American dream. Certainly, that's not. That, and that again, that creates when we talk about what that creates emotionally in people that can't afford that. It, you feel ashamed. You feel like you're less than. You feel guilty. Whatever. Oh, because you, because because you can't keep up with the Joneses. You can't you can't do the things that you were shown as a child that you should be able to do. You know, um, start a family, buy a home, retire at sixty five. Blah 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 blah. Right. You know, right. The, the sheep mentality of just in a box. This is what you need to do. Follow A B C D E and draw a line, and just that's your life. Yeah. Well, that's not the way life works, and it never has worked like that. That's a, that's a system set up to fail, and it is failing, and that's why we're talking about homelessness, because it's failing, just simply failing. That's not the way it works, and it couldn't possibly work that way mathematically or any other way, because that's not the way it works. It doesn't work like that. You can't make 11 bucks an hour and make $105,000 a year. You can't do that, and that's what you need. You know, again, I'm maybe off on my numbers, but the reality is you need a lot of money, especially in California where I live, you need a lot of money to survive, man. You need like, a lot of money to survive. What do you have and, to make a year to live in Southern California? Um, you know, I've never broken it down. Um, I, I, look, I live, I live in Rialto, okay, and, and I, which is in the Inland Empire, okay, which is yeah. supposedly, supposedly much cheaper than L.A. or Orange County, right? And And we rent a home, it's a nice home, but we rent a home. No way we could, at least when we moved there, we couldn't have afforded it. Now, we run a business and things are better now, but the reality is is that we pay over $2,000 a month for our house. Yeah. Okay, that's a lot of money just in rent, right? That's a lot that's of money that's, just... Let's that's that's be, that, be honest. Growing up, that fucking sucks. That's horrible. It's yeah. horrible, and, and that's not building me any equity. That's not building me any retirement income. That's not doing anything. All I'm doing is just giving the landlord money so he can mine his pockets while I survive in a home. Yeah. That, that's what I'm doing. And I'm okay with it. I don't think a whole lot about it. I'm happy to have what I have. I don't focus too much on the monetary things anymore. I'm more spiritual. You know, my mind is more connected to spiritual pursuits and happiness and joy and healing and things like that. But the reality of it is that there is a mathematical factor there that makes it really difficult to be able to survive you know, just working your nine to five or, or yeah. 40 hours a week, either hard labor or, or administrative or, or professional or whatever you're doing. The reality is it's extremely difficult. So that creates stress. And when it creates stress, um, everybody deals with stress differently. And some people deal with stress so horribly that it puts them on the streets because they can't find a solution. They're not solution oriented. They're, they're, they're still seeing the glasses half empty. And and there they are. Well, I can't do anything else. Here I am. And so do we fault these people because they have this default mechanism in their mind to go negative? No, you can't do that. You've got to help them. Help them find the positive. Help them heal. 
And like I said, there's two ways to do that. One is what we talked about before is, is you connect to every, uh, every person you see that you can help, you should help. Yeah. You should. And in whatever way, like I said, for me, sometimes it's just a hug. I don't have any money on me. But I, what I can do is, is hug you if you'll allow me to and, and, and tell you that I love you and tell you that there's hope and tell you that, that don't, don't give up, fight another day. Um, there's lots of ways to, to be involved. Um, my wife and I have been down to Skid Row and done some service down there and, and with, with our kids, and that, that was phenomenal. That was a great experience for us as a family. Yeah, I wanted to ask you a question about Skid Row. I mentioned that yesterday when I grew up in L.A. Skid Row was always Skid Row, but now in 2019, how how different is it compared to the 80s and 90s when we were growing no, up? Uh, you know, no different as far as I know. Now, certainly in the 80s Five. and 90s, I, I was aware of it. I knew it was there, and I, I actually, what's crazy is I actually used to work, I used to work for Arrowhead Water, and one of my routes was in Skid Row. Oh. And it's so trippy because I never really paid attention. I was working. You know what I mean? I didn't really pay attention to where I was. I knew it was rough. I knew there was people on the streets. I knew, you know, there was drug addicts and things running around. But I didn't really pay attention. Right. But being there this last time and in and, and service to these people was one of the most eye-opening experiences I've ever had in my life. And, 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 and I mean that in a, a very positive yeah, a deep way. A deep, it connected to me in a deep way. It showed me the different. First of all, it showed me the difference I can make when I do go serve. Yeah. Because let me tell you, dude. And I'm a, you know, I'm an outgoing, talkative person. I like, I like to connect to people, no matter what, no matter what circumstance it is. And you know, I was putting smiles on people's faces. I was getting hugs, giving hugs. And that type of situation to me is so freaking gratifying, because I know that it not only does it mean something to me personally. But it's changing things within other people. They see that people don't just see them as a vagrant on the street with dirt on their feet. They, 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 they feel like they're being seen as another human being, somebody that other people can connect to. And that, mean, that means a lot to me. Um, you know, it really does. It, it means a lot. And, and the more of us that do that, the more of us that get involved and do those types of things, um, the more people will feel like that. And that's what we want. We want the people on, on the streets to feel like they're not put to the side, but right, they're, part of an, they're part of an integrated society that wants to see everybody succeed and everybody thrive and everybody be content and have the things we need to have. Now, that's not a liberal take on, on, on the world. That's a loving take on the world. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying rock Peter to pay Paul. What I'm saying is give everything you can in, in, under the guise of love to connect to people in a loving way, in a kind way. That, does not, that has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with, with feeling sorry for somebody or feeling like you're obligated to go serve. You're doing it because you want to and you want other people to feel good. Because let me tell you, dude, when they feel good, you feel good. Absolutely, you do. And I there are many people who have never had that experience in their lives, and they don't understand that. They don't understand how how could me make it somebody else feel good, make me feel good. Well, it's because you're all connected. All of us yeah. are. And when somebody else feels good, it's like a part of you feels good. Oh, and yeah, definitely. I don't know that I've ever felt that much joy in my life as, other than what I've served. And I've served for quite a long time now. I, I, I've done a lot of things in, in, in the communities that I've been in 
to try to reach out and help people. Um, and it means a lot to me. And it's not, it's not like, the, it's, you know, it's funny. It's not patting myself on the back that I go do this shit. It's simply because it matters. It matters. It really, really matters. It's not just something that um, is, is, you know, uh, in, you know, you should be indifferent about or, or that it doesn't really make a difference. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And it yeah. I want to make a point on that because that's so beautiful. You know, you're saying when you do it and it matters and this and that. It does. It does. And 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 if you once you once you do it and connect, I mean, like like I was talking about just this Jake guy last week. You know, now it's like if I don't see him apart, it's like I I care about him. I make a connection. Right. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go out and meet a homeless friend, but if you do, hey, more power to you. Right. But. Because then you get a different perspective on the world, and of course uh, you do. Yep. But uh, right. but I feel like now, like, hey, if I'm going to go up to Walmart down the street from my house, I, I'm going to stop and you know, I'm not going to just give Jake a few bucks. I always do give him a few bucks for lunch or whatever. But I stop and I talk to him for a minute. I feel like right. I have to have we have to have that connection, and it's awesome. I think it he is. enjoys it. I see the joy in his eyes. Like, hey, somebody's taking the time right. to talk to me. Right. So it's, it's that exchange of joy, what we're all created for. Right. So, you know, if it's that one, that, dude, that one spark, man, just that one spark. And, and who are we to determine what level of miracles we're creating? We're no, right. we don't. That's beyond us. Right. All right. we need is just to create that one spark in somebody where they could say, hey, you know what? There is love in this world. There is somebody who cares. There is compassion. There is empathy. And because of that, because I feel this feeling inside, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my best foot forward, and I'm gonna look for something better to do, or I'm gonna live another day so I can have that miracle that I need to get me off the street, or or to just help me in whatever way I need to be helped, whether it's kicking addiction or getting the mental help I need, the therapy, the 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 the, the whatever resources people need to, to feel better, to get better, to feel better, and and to have more. Um, safety almost I, I use the word it's weird talking today that that's the word that keeps popping into my mind these people on the streets it's not safe bro it's I not know. safe it's but not yet, but but yeah you know they want a lot of people fear them really right right and they're living they're living for survival yeah you know it's like uh you know that that wounded that wounded dog or that wounded wolf that has his foot in the trap right you go up and you try to save it well it's going to probably lash out at you Oh, yeah. Right? It's probably going to lash out at you because it doesn't understand what, what's going on. That's that's nature. That's the way it works. Yeah. And and that, that you've got to be able to see through that and still be able to help. Now, that's not to put your own safety at risk, and I would never tell anybody to put themselves in an unsafe environment to go help somebody on the street. Ever. Never. Right. If, if, you're, if your instincts tell you not to do something, you need to Don't listen to those instincts. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right? But I've developed a situation in me where I've been around enough of these people, and I've been one myself, to know that the majority of these people are very docile. They're harmless. They're just dealing with things that are hard to deal with. And that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a lot of pain. You're seeing a lot of suffering. You're seeing a lot of confusion and conflict within people. Um, yeah, to, be, to be honest, I mean, you know, we have a homeless problem here often, and the news reports and stuff just – it's never that the homeless are causing major crime. It's about their camping. 
where they're where they where they're allowed to, to to stay or where they're allowed to be, you know, without right. people, you know, and, and that's the stories we hear on the news about the homeless here. So I, I, I could solve that. I could solve that right now. Okay, if that's really the issue, then then find the resources, find the funding, to be able to build like what you were talking about last week, a freaking hundred story building where there's enough people and enough resources to put people in bed. Not just shitty, not just shitty beds like the jail, like a nice room where somebody feels content and starts to develop that self worth and self love within them to where they can start a life for themselves. Oh no, rehabilitation center, build a thirty story building, have a absolutely, staff, absolutely, and, uh, and where the where people that could know, hey, you know, I've I, I've got a and they can walk in the doors, right. not just sleep a night and then have to no. number the next day where they absolutely. know. That they're cared for. They're going right. to be rehabilitated. Okay, yeah. so with with that, you've just solved that problem. Now there's no more tents on the on the street. Now we don't have to worry about camping anymore because these people are in this building. Not only right. in the building, but they're getting help, so they don't have to go back out onto the street. So there is no more camping. You understand? So that that's a bullshit focus. Is what it is. It's a bullshit focus. They're trying to deflect. Everybody's trying to deflect this homeless thing, and it's retarded. The reality is that there's plenty of money, there's plenty of resources, there's plenty of people willing to help. It just needs to be put into place. Do I have the answer? No, I do not. But I can tell you, I know that there is an answer, and I know if we collectively continue to heal as a society and this awakening fire keeps burning and more people wake up to their own divinity, then this homeless situation is going to go away. It's going to go away because there's going to be more people seeing their connection to other people, and we're going to naturally want to help them. That's it. So I I have a question for you, and I know it's kind of an immature question, but it's also a question that I'm sure many people. How come people that don't have millions, and you know, I'm talking about our Ellens and our Oprahs, and I know they do wonderful, beautiful, beautiful things. Right. But why don't they get together, people like this, with money, and 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 buy these buildings, like say buildings in cities, major cities, and start real? Well, well, two things. One is they do do that. In a lot of ways, if you okay. really beat beat up on these people, they're doing a lot of things. It's just well, not enough yet. It's not enough. Yeah. Um, it's it's just not everywhere, and it hasn't taken hold. And the other part of that is, I I don't know. I really don't know why why yeah. why some people that are that are billionaires and billionaires don't give whatever limited amount, whatever limited percentage they have, to be able to be able to solve this problem. Of course, math- mathematically, you and I could sit down and look at the three richest people in this country and say, man, if these guys got together and had a heart, the homeless population would be completely nil. It would, you wouldn't even have homeless people on the street, and it wouldn't, yeah. even, it wouldn't even affect these people. So I don't know that. I don't know that answer. I don't know why they don't do that. I don't know why they, they don't do that. Um, it could be pride. It could be things like, well, I work for it, and and I don't. And, and, and who's to say what somebody should do with their money? I, I, yeah, I don't think yeah. that anybody should tell anybody what to do with their money. You're the one that earned it. Do what you want to do with it, right? Right. So that's why it has to be a collective thing. It can't be let's look at Oprah or let's look at Ellen and say they're the ones that have to do it. We have to do it, and we have to do it. And it, it has to sometimes be at a grassroots level. Sometimes it has to be just starting a small organization, and those things are happening all the time, dude. Like I said, I served down in Skid Row with this freaking amazing uh, uh, foundation that is out there helping people, and I see what people are doing. I see it all the time. 
Yeah, no, I know. Uh, and you don't hear it on the news, but the reality of it is if you get out in the world and you open your eyes, you'll see a lot of people helping a lot of other people. And like I said, the more we, we continue to heal individually, collectively, and societally, we are going yeah. to affect this problem. The only thing that's preventing us from seeing the solution problem now is that it isn't now, it isn't right now, so we're tapping our foot and saying, well, we're impatient, these people are still here. Well, we have to be, we have to be patient in this process. Time is an illusion. That's the first show you and I ever did, right? Yeah. And yeah. time is an illusion. It's completely an illusion. So it doesn't really matter what's going on right this very second. What does matter is that we continue to heal as a society, and we get to a point where people cannot deny the connection they have to every other human being on Earth. And when you do that, it's very natural, very natural to want to reach out and help. And that's that's where we're going. I promise you that's where we're going. Do I know how long it's going to take? Will I see it in my lifetime? I, I don't know those answers, nor do I really I care to. But what I do want to do is take an active role today. To, and like I said, even if it's just putting 10 bucks, it's 10 bucks in somebody's pocket or, or telling them, you know, that they're loved or giving yeah. them a yeah. hug, that's the way I can help today. And then as we go, these opportunities, believe me, you know this. When we ask the universe for things, the universe responds. And if oh, this yeah, is a sure, problem sure. That, 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 let's just say two people like you and I decided to take on and said, hey, you know what, we're, we're really interested in trying to get these homeless people the help they need, the rehab they need, right? And, and, and we ask the universe for that. And guess what we're going to have? We're going to have situations put in front of us where we can be part of the solution. Not no longer wondering why things don't happen. We'll absolutely be in control of why they are happening. And that's a beautiful thought in my mind. And I think that's why you brought up city council last week. And I think that that's why your heart is open right now to the situation because I think God is using you in a way. Yeah, I mean, I just I look at it so many ways, and it it just hurts my heart. Of course, it hurts your heart. You know, and uh, boy, I'm echoing that, huh? No, no, actually, you sound good. Uh, it hurts your heart, dude, because you see your connection to other people. Yeah, and then, you know, of course, I had somebody say to me the other day, why don't you just have them live with you and come over to your house? That's not the point. That's not but, the point. But here was, I thought about it before I answered that. And I said, I would, but a lot, they all have mental illnesses, most of them from being in a survival mode. I would be scared. They need to be rehabilitated. Right. And I'm this not being shallow. No, no, that's special. not. That's, no, it's not. This isn't about inviting people over for dinner. This no, is about getting people the, the help they the need. Yes, getting them the help they need. I don't have those resources. Yes, I could feed them, and I do. That's why I give them money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But this isn't about coming into my house and, 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 and right. you know, developing, I, I, you know, a, a new family. This is about saying this is an issue where people need help. And, and and when we get them that, that help, they won't need to come over to my house anymore. They'll be in their own house. And they don't want to, first of all, they don't want to be in my house. That's why I don't invite them over. They don't want to come to my house. They want to be in their own house. And that's yeah, what I want them to be too. Yeah. Right? And, and with rehab and therapy and kicking the habits that prevent them from being connected and, and, and productive, um, they can get that. They can have that. Um, th- that's a really retarded question to ask somebody. If, yeah. Yeah. You know, why don't you invite them over? 
You know, that, that that's the same thing as, as the silly thing that you talk about, you know, opening up the borders and, and, and leaving your door wide open. I mean, what the, what the heck, man? I mean, people are just so, so obtuse. You're not, you're not even thinking about this, what we're saying here. Okay? The reality of it is, is that these people need help. Every single person on the street needs some sort of help, whether it's just financial or if it's rehab, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, heroin addiction, whatever it is, these people need help. Yeah. And so we need to find the resources and collectively find the resources to be able to help these people. And like I said, as we all awaken, as do tonight, again, you know, doing what I do for people, I see it every day almost. I do see it every day. I see it in my own family. I see it all over the place where people are actually understanding that they're, they're divine, that, that, that they're part of God. They don't have to feel like they're fearful anymore. And as you awaken and as you, as you start trusting the universe and as you start developing better patterns of living and, and escaping the ones that are fear-based, these things like homelessness will be scrutinized, will be, will be focused on, and will be taken care of because that is our natural instinct as we awaken is to be able to connect to everybody we see with the compassionate and tender heart. And that doesn't take much to be able to look at somebody that's in squalor, that has to shit on the side of the road, that has dirt all over their feet, and hasn't eaten in four days, to be compassionate towards that, right? That's very simple. So I just, like I said, we have to be patient, but we also have to be staunch in our support. And look for opportunities where we can help, not just you and I, but everybody, everybody listening, everybody who awakens, look for opportunities to help in whatever way we can, because that's how things change. That's how things change. That's how everything has ever changed in the world. Everything has ever changed that that has changed for the better in this world has come from somebody's idea and somebody's fortitude and somebody's commitment and their discipline to make something happen. And and that's what has to happen here. And and it will. I, I, I have I have no doubt that at some point we won't be talking about homelessness in America. We will not. Why well, I, I don't, well, I don't. <laughs> What's that? I don't want to I don't. see it anywhere. I mean people do No, 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 no. Well, we're specifically talking about our country and I believe yeah. me, I, I I know it's a worldwide epidemic. Believe me, I read the numbers, I, I see and I agree. I, I just believe that that's going to be something that we'll be taking care of, but we've got to do our part, right? I mean, that's really what it boils down to, doing our part. What, whatever our part is, we need to do it. We need to stop judging and stop driving by and just labeling and all this crap that we learned as, as, as kids to escape the guilt that we feel for living in a society where we allow this type of thing to happen. And that's and all that It is. Absolutely it is. We all have guilt. guilt. Of course we do. Even the people that don't admit it. In fact, the ones that don't admit it are the ones that feel guiltiest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're the ones that feel the worst about it. And again, you can bullshit yourself all day day long. Just keep bullshitting yourself until you don't care. I don't care about them. I only care about me. And the reality is that that is so against your nature that it can't be possible. It's absolutely impossible. Your fear may tell you that. And your patterns may tell you that, and your programming may tell you that, but the real you, the divine you, the authentic you inside is screaming out to connect to other people, screaming out, please, please do this, because without that, there is no love. Love is collective or nothing. It is collective or nothing. You cannot pick and choose who you love in the world. 
can't do that. Love is universal. It is collective. It is all-encompassing. It is all of us. So I can't say I can't say to you, hey, Eric, I love you, but I hate that dude. I can't yeah. do that. That's not the way it works. Because that would indicate that there's hate in my heart. And if there's hate in my heart, I can't love you. I can't love you because there's hate in me. Or, I, or as me, I would feel, boy, he loves me now. I sure would not want to make him hate me. Yeah, of course. And that creates all kinds of other fear-based problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, then you just bounce off all of those. No, love, love, love is everything. Love is all there is, and it's everything that we need to connect to to be able to heal everyone and everything. And, 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 it, and believe me, if, if there's a conflict within anybody, it's just that. It's this fear versus love struggle inside. And when that and when that's healed, and when that's when that's dealt with in the proper channels of healing, and when we give our our, our issues and our, and our programming our patterns to the universe to heal, we heal. And when we heal, we see things with totally different lenses, man. The lenses oh, change; oh. they totally change. You and me, dude. I, I well, I did, dude. You you and I have both been that same person that would not look at the homeless person on the street. I've been a conservative. I've been that type of person that said, oh, this is all about me, okay? And I was for long periods of my life, for most of my life. But when you wake up, when you wake up to your own divinity, uh, just to prove that it's not a selfish pursuit, selfish pursuit is that you can you see your connection now to everybody and every living thing. I mean, oh, and, you know, I, what a, and, I, and I feel, and I always feel, what a waste of time I was feeling like this. Well, again, time is an illusion. So what difference yeah. does it be? You had to learn your lessons just like I had to learn mine. Exactly. The reality of it, I heard, I read this this morning. If 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 the, the amount, if everybody got together and talked about their sins, it would be very inconsequential. Because the reality is, we've all done things. We've all done shitty things. We've all been programmed by fear. We've all done crap. And the reality is, is it doesn't matter what we've done. What matters is what we're doing now. Yeah. Yeah. And taking re- and taking the responsibility on to be able to be more loving. Period. And to do that, we have to break patterns. We got to be aware of programming. We've got to be forgiving people. We've got to be consistent, persistent in our pursuits uh, spiritually, so we can feel better. So we can avoid the ego's traps. You know. Yeah. Uh, and that's it, brother. That's all I got to say about that. Amen, <laughs> brother. <laughs> You have a great day with your children. I love you, man. That was. I love you too, bro. Um, was, keep it, keep it going. You're in. Hey, dude, that show last week inspired the shit out of me. So keep it going, man. And we can talk about this and hopefully oh, get yeah. other oh, yeah. hopefully get other people involved. I love the ring of City Councilman Eric Decker. That makes me feel good. So keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, you know. You never know, you never know right? You never know. You never know. Just keep just keep plodding along. The universe will answer. I promise. Amen. Have a, All have right, have a great day. You too. Namaste. Have a good one, bro. I love you. Love you too. Yay! said they can solve Soon I won't speak I have no words left in me I dream in pictures But the sound is muted I have no way to understand what they say
people are starting to talk, but I don't hear them anymore. Now I can't see, but I'm still able to think. Do I have any feeling left? What are they saying about me? Do they really understand what's wrong? I feel their hands on my skin The time has come for them to begin I'm sinking deeper and deeper into Madazaland 